This is the More Than Right Podcast, an independent view of politics and American culture. I'm your host, Steve Lopez. When Donald J. Trump announced he would seek the Republican nomination for president in 2015, he indicated illegal immigration was chief among the issues he'd address in his coming campaign. Quote, When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Unquote. Let's just say Trump's brusque assessment of the deleterious impact of illegal immigration on the nation wasn't well received by the mainstream media. The New York Times, Timothy Egan for one, noted of Trump, quote, he's blunt and his wealth affords him a halo of respect in some circles that a low-rent racist would not get. In the spasm of surreal narcissism that was his presidential announcement earlier this month, Trump said some things you would expect to hear at a Klan rally 20 years ago, unquote. The Times published Egan's opinion piece on June 26, 2015. Five days later, Kate Steinle, 32, was walking with her father on Pier 14 in San Francisco when a shot rang out. The bullet struck her in the back, mortally wounding her. Collapsing in her father's arms, Kate's last words were, Help me, Dad. She died in the hospital two hours later. The shooter, Jose Inez Garcia Zuarte, is an illegal alien from Mexico who had previously been deported from the U.S. five times and had outstanding warrants in Texas. He claimed the gun in his possession accidentally discharged. The weapon was stolen from a federal agent working at the Bureau of Land Management. That BLM employee was promoted to a supervisory position five months after carelessly leaving his unattended and loaded firearm in the back seat of his car. In 2017, a jury in Sanctuary City, San Francisco, acquitted Zuarte on the charge of murder, but convicted him for felony possession of an illegal firearm. A shocked and dismayed Jim Steinle, the dead woman's father, told the Chronicle, quote, Justice was rendered, but it was not served, unquote. This week, Zawarte was released for time served and will be extradited to Texas where he faces criminal charges. At a California court hearing prior to Zawarte's release, U.S. District Judge Vince Chabria told the convict, quote, If you return to this country again, and you are back in front of me, I will not spare you. Let this be your last warning. Do not return to this country, unquote. Clearly, Judge Trebria doesn't read newspapers or watch TV news. If he did, he wouldn't say such ridiculous things. If Zuarte is eventually released from a Texas prison and deported back to Mexico, there's little to stop him from slipping back across America's porous southern border, like the 100,000 souls who do each month. Donald Trump, after all, is no longer president, and the current Oval Office occupant, like his political party, is anxious to pad the voter rolls with shiny new replacement voters, ones less concerned about inflation, high gas prices, and, yes, 
illegal immigration. Folks, just like Jose Inez Garcia Zuarte, the kind of immigrant Trump said Mexico was sending our way, the kind of people that, quote, have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us, unquote. The question for us is, who's the next Kate Steinle, and how many? Recent events have proven beyond all doubt that a liberal is a conservative that hasn't been mugged. And in case you haven't noticed, there's a whole lot of mugging going on lately, especially in Democrat-run blue states and blue cities. But something happened in 2016, and that something was Donald Trump. Among San Francisco's guilty, white, wealthy citizens, roughly 9,000 residents from such fashionable and affluent precincts as Pacific Heights, Sea Cliff, and the Embarcadero voted for Trump in 2016. That's still less than 1% of the city's voting age residents, but enough to rattle the cages of the city's lockstep marching leftists. Columnist Joe Rodriguez of the San Francisco Examiner wrote, If I lived in any of those districts, I certainly wouldn't admit it right now. Yikes. Unquote. Reporter Thomas Peel of the San Jose Mercury News donned a red Trump MAGA hat and walked the streets of San Francisco and neighboring Oakland across the bay. If looks could kill, said Peel, I'd have died 50 times in half an hour. Trump's election engendered a visceral reaction from the so-called compassionate left, and the summer of 2020 saw riots by Black Lives Matter and Antifa militants in which small business owners lost their shops and, in some cases, their lives. Riots that reporters described as mostly peaceful, while raging flames split the night sky behind them. That's when conservative media began noticing something odd. District attorneys in blue cities like Portland, New York, and Philadelphia had released leftist rioters without bail and, in some cases, without charges. After Joe Biden's inexplicable 2020 presidential victory, this pattern of extreme leniency extended beyond leftist rioters to everyday criminal defendants. And that was certainly the case for San Francisco's district attorney, Chesa Bodine. D.A. Bodine is an interesting case due to his family ties. His father, David Gilbert, was a member of the murderous 1960s terrorist group, the Weather Underground. They failed to overthrow the United States by means of violent revolution, but some members of the group, like Weather Underground co-founder Bill Ayers, decided to wage that revolution within the system, and so Ayers became an educator of college educators. He filled the heads of America's future college professors with notions of social justice, narrative and interpretive research, which twists statistical data for political ends urban educational reform, and children in trouble with the law. Absurd and destructive liberal wokeism, once confined to college campuses, now permeates our politics, saturates the narratives of the mainstream media, oozes from the field of entertainment, and bombards us 
through the advertising campaigns of America's woke corporations. But unlike violent revolution, where revolutionaries impose their will by force of arms, woke revolutionaries working within the system are subject to that system's checks and balances. And the most potent of these checks is the ballot box. Bodine, like many blue city DAs, used his considerable discretionary power to downgrade felony charges or simply refused to prosecute. When San Francisco's elderly Asian Americans were physically attacked, predominantly by young black males, Bodine's office classified the assaults as misdemeanors. Victim, on Lee, 69, told the Chronicle that the DA's office, quote, did this without consulting me, without any input from me at all, and in violation of my rights as a victim, unquote. Like many big city DA's, Bodine's office no longer used what's called status-based sentencing enhancements in prosecutions, such as employing a defendant's gang affiliation or prior crimes as a means to extend jail time if convicted. Bodine said the change in prosecutorial procedures dealt directly with, quote, the policies of racial bias and racial disparities within the criminal justice system towards policies that make us safer and make our criminal justice system fairer. Unquote. Last Tuesday evening, the hard-left Democrat city by the Bay, by a whopping 60% of the vote, recalled District Attorney Chesa Bodine from office. This, despite local media attempts to portray crime as having remained flat, are fallen under Bodine's reign. San Francisco voters dismissed the dissembling media's narratives and chose, instead, to believe their lying eyes. Down in La La Land, Los Angeles, meanwhile, woke progressive DA George Cascon is facing a similar fate as a signature drive to force a recall election gains momentum. And like Bodine, Gascon's soft-on-crime policies were on full display when a 16-year-old intentionally drove the vehicle he had stolen into a young mother pushing a stroller containing her eight-month-old son. Thankfully, both are fine. But under the guidance of Gascon's office, the young car thief with a string of prior convictions was sentenced to no more than seven months in a juvenile probation camp. The victim, who wished to be identified only as Rachel, told Fox News, quote, I was also told his record would be wiped clean when he turns 18. How on earth can this be? He tried to murder two innocent pedestrians. Murder. And we have video evidence. My child would be dead if I hadn't been there to protect him, unquote. She and her husband planned to move their young family out of California for good. Oh, and Rachel said she is a registered Democrat who leans left and voted for Gascon. Like the good left-leaning citizens of San Francisco, Rachel joins the ranks of liberals mugged by woke injustice. That concludes this edition of the More Than Right podcast. If you wish to make a comment, you can contact the show at morethanrightpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Steve Lopez. <laughs>